Welcome back, everybody. We are the Video Store Junkies, and this is Q-Tips. We are back to bring you a few selections of movies to stream during the weekend. And I'm going to pass this over to Bill. So my theme this week is the films of Brian De Palma, who's uh, an interesting guy, uh, like, like a lot of the folks I like, has kind of fallen off hasn't really produced a lot of great stuff in his later years, but you know, there's always that creative decline. Usually there is, but I'm going to start off with one of his earliest films and it's 1973's sisters. And this is, this one kind of gave him a reputation that kind of followed him forever about being a real devotee to Hitchcock. And it's true. There's a lot of influences to Hitchcock in this movie, but you know what, if, if you're going to, if you're going to be imitating someone or be inspired by someone and you're a filmmaker, I can think of way worse folks to be a disciple of than Hitchcock. Now, this is a movie about some killer twins played by Margot Kidder. And I just want to say, if you don't figure out the twist in the first, I don't know, 15 minutes of the movie, you must be new to the movie watching experience. Uh, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, <laughs> but I, I don't know that I could spoil this movie. It's about killer twins that you never see together in the same room. I mean, come on, Columbo, figure it out. That being said, <laughs> it's really cool. It's got some very, you know, it's got that young, I'm a budding filmmaker. I may never get a chance to make a movie again. So I'm throwing everything I can against the wall. And it's, it's, it's quite good. It still holds up for a low-budget thriller, a lot of fun, and it shows a filmmaker who is uh, got a lot of potential, which he will very soon show in my next recommendations. But first, I will send this over to Renee. So this is one of my favorite subgenres of horror, and it is teenagers being murdered. <laughs> so... And I'm going to I'm going to throw everybody off a little bit with one of my classic sequel recommendations. You can watch the original, but I promise you that you will be yelling at your screen for a good bit of this movie. It'll probably drive you crazy. But the second one, the second one knows it knows what's up and it's a, it's a lot funnier. It's a little bit lighter. has a little bit more plot. I shouldn't say plausible. Anyway, this movie is Jeepers Creepers 2. Oh. Yeah. So, and it was one of those things, I think, I think I actually really enjoyed the original, you know, kind of for what it was, uh, again, a bunch of teenagers being murdered. But when I watched it back, I was just like, what are you doing? You know, the classic thing you yell at the TV when you're watching a horror movie. So these high school kids, they get stranded on the side of the road. There's an, a problem with the tire, tire blew out on their school bus. And this monster, Mothman, is basically there to pick them off one by one, like almost like a can of sardines. And uh, yes, I found this movie to be um, kind of dumb, but very entertaining. Oh, and this movie also stars uh, Ray Wise and Diane Delano, I believe. And they were Northern hmm. Exposure alums. Oh, so little, okay. Yeah, a little Northern Exposure now, do you know do you know the backstory about the filmmaker who made the Jeepers Creepers movies? You know what? It's funny you mention that. I do not know the backstory. However, I was like, <laughs> why does this man sound like he was in The Sopranos? So please, yes, oh. if you know some of that. <laughs> yeah, The Sopranos would have kicked him out of the club. Um, he's a he's a convicted pedophile who uh, 
Yeah, who uh, just to make it worse, he used his movie making as as a means of getting these poor young boys alone. And um, anyway, he went to jail, and for reasons I just don't understand, he was kind of championed by some filmmakers, you know, to let him out and give him a, ch- a second chance and everything. And they let him out, and he makes this movie about a a creepy monster who stalks boys by sniffing their underwear and i'm just like okay <laughs> um yeah he's a piece of crap but uh, yeah you know listen i i've long maintained that you have to separate the art from the artist um mm. as long as i'm not putting any shekels in his pocket i can still enjoy the movie for what it is but you know but it's not it's not like it's great art you know why this guy you could you could what? argue you could argue that polanski is a good enough artist that we can overlook his incredible flaws, you know, because he makes great movies. I would disagree, but I, I think people can make that argument. Sure. But Victor Silver, whatever the hell his name was, yes. all he makes is Jeepers Creepers movies. So, oh, Jesus. Know. Yeah. So everyone should watch Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> or funny. if you're going to watch Jeepers Creeper, uh, Jeepers Creepers, you should borrow it from a friend and do not. As far as movies. I know, Brian De Palma has not done anything that would, you know, earn <laughs> him jail time and or an eternity in hell. So there he's got go. that going for him. As far as we know. <laughs> My God. Margot Kidder, yeah. 1977. Sisters, yeah. you guys should watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I will pass this back to Bill. Well, continuing. So Sisters came out and got a lot of attention. I mean, it wasn't a huge moneymaker, but, you know, it got it got the kind of thing that makes a young filmmaker happy. Um, and then he was given the chance to kind of do like a dream project. And boy, oh boy, he just knocked it out of the park with 1974's Phantom of the Paradise, an updating of Phantom of the Opera with a rock and roll soundtrack by Paul Williams. It's great. Um, and star-making performances by William Finley, who was also in Sisters, and Jessica Harper, who is just absolutely phenomenal. You're looking at this movie and you're like, well, this is the movie that launched these these people. And it died at the box office. It just up and died. Nobody could figure it out. The the studio was so convinced that this movie was going to be a hit that they went to the expense after they made the movie they discovered that there was some copyright infringement involving led zeppelin who's like disney you do not get on their lawyer's bad side so they went in and digitally changed the film to alter some stuff i don't know must have been cost a fortune to do that and then the marketing people had no idea how to market this movie absolutely none how do you market a comedy horror musical rock and roll visually dynamic i mean i don't know i don't know who this movie was really made for other than me and i just don't think that's not enough to 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 bring in the box office (laughs) it has it has gained its reputation over the years i mean it became a cult classic you know whenever they tell people it's like oh your film bomb but then it became a cult classic you always see this pain look in the filmmaker's eyes like yeah you know how much money you get for having a cult classic nothing butkus absolutely none so thanks for nothing (laughs) um but boy it's it's just a great movie it really Mm -hmm. is and and an awesome soundtrack i mean um and paul williams stars in it too he's a little bit miscast but he's having a great time i mean this has Hmm. just got everything in it i love this movie absolutely love it we did a we did a whole panel on it at dragon con and invited 
the one person I know who hates this movie, <gasps> award-winning filmmaker Christopher J. Moore. And he probably wisely decided not to be on the panel of a bunch of people just, you know, like <sighs> losing their shit over this film that he is just like, you know, I, I don't hate it, but uh, eh. And, uh, you know, we would have just like, what do you mean, eh? We demand you love it. So he wisely backed out, but uh, it's it's just such a fun movie. Um, I believe this is, ooh, uh, it's on Movie Land TV, whatever the hell that is. You may have to pay for it on other things, but uh, yeah. it's definitely worth, actually, maybe it's on, maybe it's on HBO Max. You know what? If you got to throw a couple bucks at it, go right ahead. Maybe some it. of it will go to Brian De Palma. I really do think the failure, the utter failure of this movie, not, you know, this is like the thing failure. When you make a movie that's exactly what you wanted it to be, it comes out, you know, with all the things that could go wrong. You, you make this beautiful piece of work and then everyone just craps on it. Oh. It breaks your heart. It just breaks your heart. And I don't know that. I think that was probably one of the worst things ever to happen to Brian De Palma. And we're talking about a guy who made Bonfire of the Vanities. So, you know, <laughs> anyway. He could get like a little email that says like, hey, somebody streamed this movie on Amazon. It could make his day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe it will. Uh, <laughs> he probably regrets ever even thinking about making this movie. And, <laughs> and also, Jessica Harper and William Finley, what happened? If you watch that movie and you think to yourself, why is Jessica Harper not in every movie? She can sing. She can dance. She's got charisma up the wazoo. She's cute as a freaking button. And she's a good actress. Why is she not famous, famous? I mean, she had a good career. Yeah. But why is she not famous, famous? William Finley, I can kind of get because he's kind of an odd duck and he plays odd characters. They're not going to cast him as a leading man. I get mm -hmm. that. Um, but Jessica Harper is an absolute mystery to me. Anyway, I send this now to another lovely person, the lovely Renee. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll edit this part out, but she probably didn't want to sleep with the producers and directors. Probably, probably. <laughs> and Victor Silva wasn't interested, so. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's so mm. terrible. Oh, my yeah. God, though. I'm just like, oh, what have I done? But oh, every, okay. Now you just watch every movie he made and you're like, oh, wow, because he did Powder. And Clown House was the one that got him in trouble, I think. Oh, man. Um, yeah, just, just thinking like, oh. back on Jeepers Creepers 2, I mean, it was literally, it was like the, the high school football team on a bus. Yeah, a bunch of, and, and they're taking their shirts off and right. relaxing. Oh, and like, no. Yes, like, they were you, all suntanning ah, on the roof of the bus. Suntanning. Uh, yeah, could you, could you put a little more suntan lotion on his shoulders? That's slower, slower, slower. Oh, my God. Ooh. It makes so much Ooh. sense now. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah gonna die it took me also a hot minute to remember that jessica harper is uh suspiria yeah so, that's her other yeah. that's her other big thing yeah i mean she's so beautiful that's so interesting and, right yeah i mean suspiria is not a movie where you'd say wow she really acted her heart out because there was nothing to <laughs> do. there was no script but she you know <laughs> she certainly looked good with lights on her face and everything yeah and, i mean i think half but, the time that's really all you need yeah it's, she it's, had a little bit of a Margot Kidder vibe, a little bit almost. She did, she did. You could see that, but mm. um, you know, it's it is. You do kind of wonder. I mean, you look at uh, watching some of the movies we watch and everything. It's like, hey, this person was really unusually good in this bad horror movie, and they didn't make much afterwards. And you're like, produced by Harvey Weinstein, mystery <laughs> solved. Oh, yeah, it's so true. Oh yeah. man. Oh well, 
next recommendation is again, it's so funny. I didn't even intend on this. It just kind of happened is, is also about teenagers getting killed. So this movie is Heather's and Winona Ryder is the new girl in school. I think her name is Veronica. And you know how it is when you're the new kid in school and you're just like the outcast and she's just wants to fit in with the, the cool kids. And there just so happens to be this clique of girls and all three of them are named Heather. Oh, but then she meets Christian Slater and he kind of helps her to get ahead with the cool kids by maybe, maybe getting some of them out of the way. <laughs> so this movie is very fun. It's, it's a dark comedy. Uh, and it's great. And I really, that's about it. It's just a very entertaining movie. And there are certain scenes that will just be in my head until the end of time. So again, this movie nah, is Heathers. I, boy, I hate to bring this up, but do you know Uh-oh. the story about the director of Heathers? Stop it. I'm kidding. He's fine. I, as oh, far as I know, everything. <laughs> yeah, I just was messing with you. <laughs> you had me. You totally had me. I was yeah. like, oh God, what have I done now? Oh no. Why? <laughs> Why am I attracted to this sort of thing? <laughs> oh no, it's awful. Oh God. Well, what darkness like is inside it? me? That's true. Oh God. Oh. So if you would like to watch Heathers, it is available on Tubi, Shudder, Amazon Prime, Roku, Plex, and I think a couple other places. But yeah, that movie is Heathers. So I heard that I heard you might have a third recommendation for us, Bill. I do, because, uh, so we had Sisters, which put him on the map, and we had Phantom of the Paradise, which almost erased him off the map. But two years later, Brian De Palma came back and came back strong. Uh, this was maybe a, a safer, or well, now it seems like a safe choice, but at the time, not so much. 1976's Carrie. Mm. And you know what? C- Carrie's an interesting film in that Everyone knows about it. Everyone knows the bits and everything, but a lot of people haven't seen it in a long time. And if, you, if you're one of those folks, I really urge you go back and watch it again because you start discovering this is an extraordinarily well-made movie. We remember all the, all the bits and pieces of it and all, and, and the fact that this is kind of what launched Stephen King. You know, he was, he was popular at this time. This is one of his first books. And it must have been one of, if not the first Stephen King movie. There's been a lot of Stephen King movies since, and very few of them have come close to how good Carrie is. It's a simple premise, the uh, the classic revenge flick, the worm turns. The movie is better than the book. And I'm a Stephen King fan, especially his early stuff. Uh, this His first book was not, you know, his his greatest book. He, he tried to go for a lot of things. The movie kind of simplified the story, I think, to its benefit. But man, is it beautiful. The color is gorgeous. The acting is fantastic. Um, obviously, um, uh, Sissy Spacek, Piper, uh, Laurie, uh, just everyone. John Travolta in an early role, and he's quite good in it. Everyone is great here. He tones down the crazy camera work, although there is a scene when they're dancing at the prom that almost makes you fall over. You get so dizzy. But it mm-hmm. works. It, it actually works in the film. His, his love of split screen is used to good advantage in this. It's not always, but it is in this one. The effects are good. This one is just top-notch stuff. It really holds up. A lot of movies don't hold up. This one does the trick of actually being better than I remembered it. 
So uh, that was great. And, you know, he went on to have a pretty good career. There's, there's quite a few good films in uh, Brian De Palma's career, but these are the three that for me are the most interesting. Um, back when he was young and trying stuff, succeeding, sometimes failing in others and, uh, you know, just really, really cool stuff. And who knows, maybe he's got another one in him. He's an old guy now and probably willing to just sort of rest on his considerable laurels. But I, I always wonder when you see filmmakers like that, who, as they get older, less and less projects and not the projects are just not as good as they were. Maybe this really is a young man's game for the mm. most part. But is there the chance that, you know, one more time before they go, you know, you look at George Miller and this guy, geez, who would have thought at his age, he pulls out a, you know, Fury Road. Makes right. Feel like, you know, wow, there's still some gas in that tank. So, uh, <laughs> so there's my Brian De Palma recommendation, Sarah. I and, like it. Uh, do you have one more for us, Renee? Well, you know, I, I only have a little bit of a shout out because I know that this is one of Paul's favorite movies. Um, and I just noticed that it was streaming and it is available on Netflix and Paramount Plus. And that movie is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, oh. So, yeah. So if you get tired of teenagers being murdered, you can watch them just get up to some shenanigans instead. And uh, I really liked this movie when I was a kid. I think I still like this movie. Um, you know, and I know Paul really likes it, too. Um, hey, Paul, what did you think of Edie McClurg's uh, performance in this? She's fantastic. Interesting take. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, available on Netflix and Paramount+. Plus. Fantastic film. Absolutely fantastic film. You know, I, I, the, I, the problem I have with movies like this, maybe it's because I'm a teacher and everything. Oh. I'm not, I am not rooting for Ferris. I am not rooting for Ferris at all. You know, that's I, he, he so seems like interesting. A real, he seems like a jerk. He and, does, um, definitely. Like that you kid, know. you just want to punch him, you know. Now. I can't say I'm rooting for the principal either because, and, I'm not, and I'm not joking this time. But Boy, have I got, brought some doozies for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he had a few brushes with the law involving uh, young folks. And so there we go. Yeah. Which is a shame because I love the actor. He's a great actor and so right. fun in everything he's in. But um, yeah. Oh, oh well. Man. Come on, guys. Stop letting us down, will you? Seriously, my goodness. You know, listen, <laughs> you know what? Captain Kangaroo, I'm sure he had dreams about being a great actor, and then he slips into this role and everything, and I'm sure, you know, he probably wanted to go. Who he of course he wanted to drink. He's Captain Kangaroo, but he, he kept it cool. He didn't mm -hmm. do that. You know? El Santo never took his mask off. I mean, man, that that is the level of commitment that we need from our actors. You know, if you're it's true. if you're someone, yeah, yeah, come on. In return, you never have to buy a drink for the rest of your life. Uh, go to a convention; we will take you out to lunch. If you are a celebrity, if you wore a Planet of the Apes mask in Battle for the Planet of the Apes, and you know what? Who am I to tell you otherwise? If you make that claim, I'm buying you lunch. It's an enviable thing. Yeah. So you know, just. Don't be a sleaze. Don't, don't yeah, just, just. Oh, we ask. It's on. not a lot. Or, right? or if you have to be, be discreet. You know, <laughs> cover your tracks. Jeez. Cover your tracks. No joke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we get Gary Busey. He fell off a motorcycle and exposed. His brain was literally exposed to the dirt. All right. Right. 
Right. And he's probably about as good as we can expect. But the rest right. of you, come on. Yeah, no excuses. Yeah, no excuses. Jeez. For the weekend of September 23rd, Bill recommended Sisters, available on HBO Max, and Carrie, available on Amazon Prime, Shudder, and AMC+, and Phantom of the Paradise. You'll probably have to rent this one, but it is available on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, and a few other places. I recommended Jeepers Creepers 2, available on Pluto and Hoopla, and Heathers, available on Prime, Shudder, Tubi, and Plex. And Paul's favorite movie, oh, I'm so sorry, Paul, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, available on Netflix and Paramount+. Plus. Peanuts.